You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. As your weekend was winding down, the latest Facebook scandal was heating up. The anonymous whistleblower who has been leaking internal documents to the Wall Street Journal decided to go public on 60 Minutes. Her name is Frances Haugen. That is a fact that Facebook has been anxious to know since last month. Now, plenty of Facebook employees have spoken out about the company, either anonymously or internally, but only a few have spoken out on the record. It's even less common for a whistleblower to have so much detailed evidence on the company. At some point in 2021, I realized, okay, I'm going to have to do this in a systemic way, and I have to get out enough that no one can question that this is real. Here to tell us more about this latest twist in the Facebook scandal is Recode Shireen Kafari. Hey, Shireen. Hey, Adam. Tell me about Frances Haugen. When exactly was she at Facebook and what did she do there? Yeah, so she's a former Facebook product manager on the Civic Integrity team, which is a team that dealt with a lot of election misinformation and making sure the platform is free of sort of uh, bad content. She quit in May and smuggled out tens of thousands of internal documents and shared them with the Wall Street Journal and Congress. And she's actually testifying today in front of Congress about what she learned at Facebook. Do we have any idea how she got tens of thousands of documents out of Facebook? You said she smuggled them? So she she got these documents basically by looking at Facebook's internal workplace hubs. So basically, Facebook has Facebook for for its own employees. And it looks a lot like how we use Facebook. But the difference is the employee one is only accessible to anyone who works at Facebook. And all she did was sort of just look on a website that everyone else, all, you know, 60,000 something Facebook employees can look at. And essentially, it seems like took screenshots of that. And why is it so significant that she went public with this info? Well, she's relatively, I mean, I wouldn't say super high ranking, but she's she's someone who was a product manager, which means she wasn't sort of an entry level employee, right? Um, it's uncommon for Facebook whistleblowers to be at that level. We've seen maybe some more junior engineers blow the whistle. But on top of that, what's really, really unique is that she had her hands on so much detailed evidence. The amount of documents provided are are really damning. And there's been a huge press rollout over the past few weeks. I mean, one source, Katie Harbath, who was Facebook's former director of public policy and is now a fellow at the Bipartisan Policy Center and the Atlantic Council, she told me, this is the first time I can remember anything this dramatic with an anonymous whistleblower, this many documents, and a big reveal. So speaking of a big reveal, what is the most ground-shaking thing we learned in the 60 Minutes interview with Frances Haugen? So back in 2020, right after the elections, the team that Haugen worked on, which is called the Civic Integrity Team, was dissolved. 
And that team was the one that was tasked with preventing a lot of the political misinformation on Facebook. Like they basically said, oh, good, we, we made it through the election. There wasn't riots. We can get rid of civic integrity now. In Hogan's view, the fact that Facebook dissolved this in that critical time period after the election and leading to the January 6th Capitol insurrection was a very damaging move that Facebook did. When they got rid of civic integrity, it was the moment where I was like, I don't trust that they're willing to actually invest what needs to be invested to keep Facebook from being dangerous. Sounds like that was really the breaking point, not just for her, but for several other people on the civic integrity team. And there are a lot of people inside these big tech companies who are trying to make it better. And when they feel shut out and when they feel that leaders are ignoring their hard work, I think that is a dangerous status quo. And what has Facebook said in response to the news about dissolving the civic integrity team and the timing around the January 6th insurrection? So Facebook's vice president of global affairs, Nick Clegg, told staff in an internal memo obtained by The New York Times that the responsibility for January 6th, quote, rests squarely with the perpetrators of the violence and those in politics and elsewhere who actively encourage them. He also said that Facebook is not a primary cause of polarization. I will say I think most people agree that Clearly, you know, Facebook's not the main reason that the Capital Six riot happened. But I do think uh, one thing we can see here in this response is that it's from a familiar playbook that Facebook has used before. When Facebook was attacked by Joe Biden and others for proliferating or being a platform where COVID misinformation proliferates, Biden accused Facebook of killing people with COVID misinformation. My hope is that Facebook, instead of taking it personally, that somehow I'm saying Facebook is killing people, that they would do something about the misinformation, the outrageous misinformation about the vaccine. That's what I meant. Facebook said those allegations were sensationalized and untrue, that information was being taken out of context, and that it wasn't just Facebook to blame for, you know, the world's problems, in this case, COVID. That's sort of exactly the same type of response they're giving now. And they also tended to sort of discredit some of the findings of research that shows that the company may be inflicting harm. In the past, that's been outside research. Like in the case of COVID misinformation, Facebook questioned the methodology of outside researchers. But now with these new whistleblower reports, the research is from Facebook itself. So Facebook actually has come out and, you know, dismissed some of its own staff's research findings. So it's it's sort of a, a real PR offensive defensive that Facebook is launching here. And I think the fact that they're going so far as to dismiss their own research shows how much they want to contest this. So in other words, Facebook is throwing its own employees, its own researchers under the bus. How's that been going? Not well. I mean, some employees are upset and we're actually seeing former researchers come out on Twitter and publicly defend their colleagues' work and share their anger that Facebook is criticizing the hard work that they do. And then we've seen even current researchers at the company who, mind you, um, are risking their jobs by sort of talking about this. But they, in internal chats, uh, have been saying that they feel, quote, embarrassed, according to The New York Times. And this could also impact recruitment of Facebook. Remember that all these big tech companies are fighting an intense war for talent all the time. There are not that many skilled computer engineers in the U.S. So if Facebook further risks this reputation of being an employer who will throw its own researchers under the bus, I think that 
could make it really hard for Facebook to attract the top caliber of talent that it needs to stay a super innovative, cutting edge company. And as a former Facebook insider, what did Haugen have to say about how the company's defending itself against these accusations? Did she have any interesting insights into what Facebook might be thinking? Yeah, so Haugen actually said that she has a lot of empathy for Mark Zuckerberg, that she doesn't think that people at the company had bad intentions. You know, she herself came to the company in earnest, right, trying to make social media uh, better for people, especially leading up to the elections. So I think Haugen really does feel like this is just, it seems like a, you know, Frankenstein gone wrong sort of scenario. And she doesn't think that there's some kind of evil mastermind behind this. And what are some of the other big things we learned in this 60 Minutes interview? Yeah, so one thing that really stood out to me was Haugen cited a study that she found inside Facebook from this year that says that the company estimates as little as 3 to 5% of hate speech and about 6 tenths of 1% of violence and incitement on Facebook um, is actually acted on by Facebook, despite the fact that the company you know, says it's the best in the world at this. So what that means and why that statistic is jarring is that Facebook is only catching, you know, by its own metrics, it seems like, 3 to 5% of hate speech and 6 tenths of 1% of violent speech. That sounds so low. And I think it's something that the company definitely has not shared publicly that seems like a real area for concern. So the next stop for Haugen is Capitol Hill, where she's testifying today. What can we expect from this hearing and in the coming days? I think we're going to see Congress asking some questions that are meant to sort of show Facebook's culpability here. Congress is getting increasingly more angry and I think sharper on how they are addressing these issues with big tech. And Haugen is sort of the perfect vessel for them to kind of draw out and draw out all this evidence. You have a bipartisan group of legislators who all take issue with big tech, but for different reasons sometimes, right? So, you know, we we may hear senators asking questions about how Facebook was harming teenagers potentially with Instagram and the research that it had on that. But you could hear other people asking about content moderation. And, you know, Republicans are very concerned about potential bias that Facebook has when it is taking down political content. So we may see, you know, kind of questions all over the map. But the bottom line is these senators are going to be trying to draw out evidence and insight from Haugen about how Facebook is a bad actor. This whistleblower coming out is... Cambridge Analytica, if not bigger, I think, for Facebook in terms of the depth of information that has been revealed about how the company knew it was causing harm and didn't really do much about it and sort of ignored calls from within to fix the problem. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Paul Robert Mouncey. Remember when we asked you to tell us how you would fix Facebook? Well, we still want to know what you think. Email us your ideas at recodedaily at recode.net. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. 
But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.